0: Hey, season three. Yeah. That never gets old. No. Hey, listen. Probably. You know what else doesn't get old? What's that? Check this out. Welcome back. Your dreams were your ticket out. Nice. I'm allowed to say it. Right. I think that's the first time. Again. In season three. And he went right in if I'm not allowed to say that.
1: Yeah, we get a, you got at least three a season. What did we say?
0: Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and it's, it's good to be back. Yeah, it's almost spring again. I still keep saying it. <laughs> you do. Keep I started saying it. saying it in January. Yeah. And then uh, spring uh, is approaching.
1: Yeah. Feels, as soon as, could, huh? as soon as the latest snow from today melts. Yeah.
0: Yeah. But our listeners in Texas, they're like snow.
1: Right. Yeah. You'll find out eventually.
0: Eventually. No, they had some snow this oh, year.
1: Oh. Okay. I think Texans. Well, there like, you go. Did, they, yeah. Yeah
0: um so that's wonderful news about all of these things yeah so so we have no category again you know and i also ray yeah i think this is nice for our listeners too because you know it's you don't just get stuck in a rut of like (laughs) all you know all words under one umbrella yeah who are we you you don't know what's coming
1: right who are we to say what fits where they're all idioms.
0: Right? And we'll get to them all. We'll get to them all. Some you don't have, you know, a brother or sister. Brethren, so. yeah. So why don't you start us out if you're feeling, um, stardy outy? Uh,
1: I will start us out. However, I will be tossing a wet blanket on the episode uh, right from the get go. Right out of the gate. Right out of the gate. I got to toss this wet blanket out there. <laughs>
0: Uh, okay, wet blanket. Yeah, right. I don't use it, but I hear it. Or I think, read it. I think
1: I read it. Sure, it's in it's in print. Yeah, I I'm pretty sure I've said this in a you know jokey ways, sarcastic ways, but not in any kind of like sincerity. No, thinking anyone is an actual wet blanket. Boy, they're a real wet blanket. I have never said that with sincerity. <laughs> right. <laughs> But wet blanket. Uh, maybe
0: now you will.
1: Maybe now that it's in your. <laughs> now that I've done the, done the research. Orbit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but really, what what we're driving at is it's when we use it as an idiom, it's it's someone that's maybe no fun, yeah. right? <laughs> or puts a damper on the fun, perhaps, right? What are you thinking? Yeah. Do you agree with that assessment?
0: Yeah, I know a few of these uh, people. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Don't, don't
1: don't say it. No, I won't. Good, oh, good, 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 good. I wouldn't do that. No, that's good. Um, I know one of them is me, but anyone else, don't uh, say it. <laughs> no, what?
0: <laughs>
1: um, the word "blanket" comes from Old French, uh, similarly pronounced "blanket," spelled "blanchet," kind of oh. light wool or flannel cloth. An
0: article made of this material. So it's cape blanket.
1: Well, I think she's got two Ts at the end. Sure, she
0: added that because she's a movie <laughs> star.
1: <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, the, the old French, I looked up the pronunciation and it did say blanket, but right. like kind of not exactly. Um, and this is uh, what, what they say in the, in the dictionary terms, a dimin, dimin, damn it, diminutive form of the word blank, which is uh, white. Right. As you might have wool or wine, or okay, savon yon blanc. Well, sure, but I was going more toward the blanket blankets. Ha- isn't
0: white at all? It's clear.
1: Or yeah, it's kind of kinda a, like a, a greenish. Yeah. Clear. Yeah. A yellowish. Right. Color.
0: I wasn't going to say, but similar that, yeah. to
1: other colors of fluids.
0: Yeah, yellowish <laughs> fluids. Yeah.
1: So, sixteen sixty-two. We're getting an early, early use. Of of this, but but literal use. What uh, what they're saying here of quenching a, a house on fire, the instruments are forks, wet blankets, ladders, pails, and so forth. Uh, they're saying you know literally what you could use to help yourself here is a wet blanket to
0: douse those flames. Yeah. So they're it's know, they're, a small house fire. <laughs> You're going in with a wet blanket. Well, Maybe yeah, to, to save a person or something, you uh, might throw a wet blanket over them. Which I will touch upon later, but that, folks, not
1: wishing anyone in the situation. But if you find yourself in a situation where you are uh, next to fire, where you need to not be, stop, drop, and roll. That, but a wet blanket will do. Will do. Do you a good? It'll. It'll help you. It'll help you make it out of there. Perhaps not wishing this on anybody, but if you find yourself in need, wet blankets, a plus. But yeah. So Jay, there are are three parts to a fire, kind of. Here, there's a uh, heat. You need heat. You need a, a fuel source, and you need oxygen. You know Ye- to make a fire.
0: Heat, heat, heat. is a product of the of the oxygen and the source.
1: It's a self. Uh, yeah, but it needs to be right. I hear what you're saying, but it is a part of fire.
2: Is
0: it? Yeah, because I could burn a fire in the winter outside. I've just done no, it.
1: But you're you're you're. It's using heat. You're making heat. And it recycles itself heat wise the heat kicks on and <laughs> kicks the fire and <laughs> all right yeah, carry i'm just on. I'm just saying what the scientists say heat I'm passing along what the scientists say like heat is a thing well, heat is what I'm gonna get to
0: <laughs> like the molecules get to moving really really fast, fast, and then turn it into uh what do you call it like a gaseous vapor of matter
1: plasma kind of Plasma, but not, thanks not Matt. gaseous vapor, yeah. Yeah, the fourth state of matter, and that makes heat. The fast-moving, the what we perceive as heat. Mind you, we have no idea how we perceive this. All oh, right, yeah. yeah. Um, what we perceive as heat is, in fact, yes, very excited molecules yeah. moving very rapidly. Correct. That is correct. Uh, and I'm talking about fire specifically, but we can just focus on the heat, which is perfect. Because those molecules are are like I said very excited and moving very quickly, so if one was to throw a wet blanket onto these uh excited fun having time molecules, they would perhaps slow down and not be as fun or not as exuberant or or less excited, if you will sure yes um so that wet blanket would remove all of that fun and excitement they it would perhaps act as a damper to activity or enthusiasm or cheerfulness of
0: the fire. <laughs> Those, those, their words are yours. Hey, you know what, Ray? What's that? Sometimes my molecules get to moving pretty rapidly. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> what? No. <laughs> go on. Go ahead. Um,
1: and that's that's kind of where we we make the leap in the 1800s um, to to be a ma- or more metaphorical use of the wet blanket from the literal dowsing of fire excited heat to more of a uh, dowsing fun and excited times
0: <laughs> yeah yeah like the school mom that comes into the dance and and shuts off the music she is she a is, she
1: has wet she has turned the excitement of that dance into into nothing she has removed the, the excited heat molecules the, yeah not molecules yeah yeah exactly um, and this is about 1810 uh, about 1830 we get just uh, the the damper of enthusiasm activity, you know, just a general, not specifically a person is 1810. Once we get to 1830s, we're like, you, you, sir, are a wet blanket. Mm. We're calling people. Uh, <laughs> so the person who has a depressing or dispiriting effects on those around him. <laughs> 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 <laughs>
0: yeah.
1: 1830. Uh, I have never felt such a wet blanket before or since. <laughs>
0: Dispiriting effect, yeah, like that. Yeah,
1: yeah. I'll write that down. 1857. Such people may be termed the wet blankets of society.
0: <laughs> You're like, oh,
1: you've dampened the fun. Uh, but yeah, this one is—it's pretty literal in its origins.
0: It's literal.
1: It gets its—it gets a nice clean path.
0: Yeah, yeah in that—in that we used a right. wet blanket to right. squelch a fire, but metaphorically the fire. Here again, this is the uh, it's dance.
1: In, it's in our hearts, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. And honestly, yeah, if, if you find yourself in need of rescuing, a wet blanket is a, is a good way to go. Definitely
0: can help. If you happen to have one handy. I mean, sure. that, that seems like an odd thing to just have in your pocket.
1: Well, prevention is really the, the first step
0: Yeah, in anything. But Amen. right
1: after that, preparedness. I don't know how the peas are ordered. Anyway... <laughs> Can you lift this wet blanket off of me?
0: <laughs> I will try. I have dibs on going second in the show. Yes. <laughs> what? Dibs is
1: mine. Oh, nice. It was nice. I, I got went. no
0: help. It's cool, though.
1: We really don't know. Uh, what we research we, yeah. we only do our own words this is just proof I'm trying to, to, to me. yeah I forgot but, yeah. <laughs> nice sorry about that I let you flat
0: no nah. <laughs> dibs dibs <laughs> dibs yeah right yeah if you're going to uh, we did shotgun too
1: huh? we did yeah front
0: yeah. seat I got dibs on the front seat yeah things like this right
1: yeah if there's uh you know maybe there's one flavor of popsicle that you want and uh, you're like oh i got dibs on watermelon yeah you know something like that watermelon
0: popsicle sounds pretty good i don't know why that's a
1: thing but i just that's a good flavor i like the flavor of watermelon i don't like the actual fruit of watermelon
0: oh i enjoy both as long as you know without the seeds you know we've we've perfected that seedless thing let's just stay with that (laughs) why why are you bringing seeds back in yeah
1: gotta go every couple minutes
0: yeah, it's it's just not something you want to do.
1: It's a disgusting habit, yeah. huh. like uh, Ace Ventura with the sunflower seeds.
0: Somebody's got to do it. Um, well, this one, this one, uh, you know, went a little bit of an unexpected route on oh, me. Okay, but that's always good, right? Yeah, I mean,
1: you know, like if learning. you had to
0: guess, what the hell is it? The commander said, "Don't worry, I don't have the authority to kill you today," which was positive for that day, anyway. In 1993, Chris Moon was captured by the Khmer Rouge while clearing landmines in Cambodia. With survival probability low, Chris was brought in front of the boss. He was just given a local nickname, Mr. Clever. Hi, I'm Steve Windus, host of the Batting the Breeze podcast. I'd love you to check out how Chris survived, along with some other great human stories at battingthebreeze.com. Hopefully see you there.
1: some sort of thing relating to like a tab of olden days I don't know yeah like I'm I'm gonna put that on hold oh. <laughs> but I don't I can't give you something right I mean obviously that's what it means yeah <laughs> so I'm not helping
0: well that's, I'm, just, I'm here to learn we're just proving a point like same yeah. like what I was saying you know yeah. you just we well, say these things but we don't know why we say them no uh, and we may end the show still not knowing but we'll be on a fun ride <laughs> thanks uh, for coming everybody yeah, no, it, it, yeah. it really is uh, a something. But first, we should note a number of things about this word. Okay. Uh, it, it has been used in, in history, let's say the 1800s in America, which is key to, it's key to keep in mind, I guess. Okay. Yeah. You know, um, yeah. for a small coin, if somebody said, uh, I'll give you a dib for that, they were saying it's pretty much worthless, you know, fraction of a fraction of a penny. Okay. However, yeah. it seems uh, to have been a sh- semi-short-lived use and also uh, unrelated from what I can gather. Okay. But, I, but again, important to know and put into the big giant pot because there is a slight conundrum that we get to at the end of this. So it also meant also around the same time period, 1800s, hundreds, mm-hmm is sort of rut in the ground. We were just talking about ruts. We were talking about ruts, yeah. (laughs) Uh, Depression in the ground. It's the good one. Yeah. Okay. The spring was slow of coming and cold and wet when it did come. The dibs were full, the roads were foul, and the ground that should have been dry at seed time was claggy as clay.
1: Ooh, claggy. Okay, so dib, yeah, a rut. I got you.
0: Yeah. Okay. You know, a number of people wanted to throw up that it was uh, a derivation of division. It was divided, say, the, uh, okay. the coins divided into a small coinage, or the ground is divided into highs and lows. Mm-hmm. And And those are questionable, but good as any. But again, dib in this usage, not my charge.
1: Yeah, that doesn't relate seemingly. Although... But I could see how that happened. Dib, div, you know.
0: Yeah. So the old or the Oxford English Dictionary <laughs> I dusted that off and it gives a great number of definitions. Oh. One of them which is the money melon, I will skip.
1: Okay. Come for back the to moment. the money melon, sure.
0: A small hollow in the ground or a puddle known since the 1840s. Okay, right. Well, the quote I just gave you was 1820, so Get with it, OED. Come on, OED. A, a children's word to make the first claim on something. Oh, <laughs> well, sure. Known since 1907. Oh. Yeah. That's earlier than I thought. Is it? I did. Yeah, it mm. was. Go ahead. No, where do you find Ooh. a counter used in a card game as a substitute for money? Okay. Okay. A slang term for money known since 1808. This is, you know, the small coinage thing I pointed out. Mm hmm. And this is, this is one, but um, it's just the opposite of the puddle or the rut, uh, the way we turn uh, verbs into nouns, nouns into verbs. A pointed gardening tool used for making holes for seeds, also called a dibber. So, yeah, you make dibs with a dibber.
1: Yeah, of course. <laughs> yeah.
0: But here's, here's the damn thing, which is seemingly the mother load, although there's a missing point of fact lost to history and, and all of mankind. But there was a game, seemingly a, a child's game for, for all time, but it was played by adults and used by adults for um, various decision-making or dispute-settling uh, uses over time, but mostly seemingly played by children as far back as two or 3,000 B.C. Hmm. And so this ancient Greeks and then on up through Vikings had a form of this game, which has other permutations in, in current use or semi-current use. It was called uh, a lot of things, and one of the things it was called back then was knuckle bones. And they used these knuckle bones from sheep or pigs, and they're sort of um, oddly shaped... Okay little light rocks that also somehow took on some different colors of amber and jade you know just in a light tone way whatever was going on with those bones <laughs> i don't i can't tell you
1: i'm not a boneologist i'm not, <laughs> I'm not a, give me a bone scientist
0: <laughs> yeah but uh the kids would play with these and it resembles you know pretty much i guess what we think of as is jacks okay um what you would do but but you didn't have a ball to bounce there were no super balls or what Rebecca calls high, high bounce, bounce balls. balls
1: yeah
0: um, you had five of these knuckle bones okay and you threw them onto the ground yeah and it was your then job to you would grab the ones that were together all that you could mm-hmm. say three of them or two of them were near each other you'd grab those okay now you have to toss those in the air, grab all the other ones you can grab off of the ground, and then catch the ones from the air. Okay. Yeah. Should you fail, it's the next person's turn. All right. So I get you. Yeah. But however many that you did keep in your hand, that's your score. So if you, if you manage to keep three of them, but dropped one on the catch, you had to give it up. But you you got a three. Then the next person tried. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm, went, mm-hmm. And you could go as long as you wanted. There was you know, sure. you had nothing else to do. Else yeah. Lots of chores to do, probably. Yeah. This game over time uh, was played with a lot of different things. Out you know, uh, and, and you could play it with stones. You could play it with mm-hmm. uh, anything you could grab. You could even yeah, play it with dice. Right. But you know, if you had dice, you were probably playing something else because. You know, they had, the numbers right. weren't relevant in this... To this game. Yeah.
1: Yeah, like you said, it could use any kind of small, catchable things.
0: But known as five stones, knuckle bones, huckle bones, all, all kinds of things. I like the rhymes. Yeah. People, you, you, you got you to gotta have something, right? Yeah. Um, but one variation of this game, very old, was dibstones. Oh. So the dibstones... Name and of the game was was seen, you know, from in the 1600s and and up.
1: Mm -hmm. Okay,
0: from from everything we could tell, I mean, the the gist of the game didn't change. It was just maybe what the kids had available Mm -hmm. to play with. Yeah. In 1895, we see this change. Somewhere around this time, uh, must have been late 19th century that. It began to mean, I, as you said, I have the hold on that. I get to call that. That yeah. one, that thing is mine. Mm-hmm. Because you can't really see a clean transition between the dibs stones. Let's play dibs. I got to. I've got dibs on that. And mm-hmm. and there is none documented. Yeah. But you see a taste of the transition in this 1895 book by Thomas Hardy. You know that Thomas Hardy guy. Yeah, sure. Jude the Obscure. Boy, I like that one. Yeah. Why, when I and my poor man were married, we thought no more of it than a game of dibs. It's it's only a slight wink at a slight bit of possible change in the idea of it, but not a ton. Mm-hmm. And it's all we have until Ooh. until the, the, the nuttiest thing is it, it shows up in the United States in Wisconsin, and there was a uh, a home and farm school association Wisconsin home and farm school Association <laughs> i don't know what was happening there. I imagine you you did some chores, you did some learning learn
1: learn how to yeah
0: yeah says so, you, know, you planted the food you pick the you earned your keep while you learn earn while you learn learn yeah. while you earn there it is and uh they had a little pamphlet. <laughs> that they published, which is nice, called Our Boys. Okay. And uh, someone coined this uh, little poem, and I'll give it to you. Mm. When a morsel is left in the cooking dish, this short little sentence will voice a boy's wish. Each boy cries out as quick as he can. I got first dibs on the baking pan. (laughs) Uh Uh-huh. Nice. So... (laughs) This shows that, uh, you know, as we see a lot, it's already established. Mm-hmm. They're not explaining it. Everybody knows what that means. Yeah. Uh, so somewhere between eighteen ninety and nineteen oh seven, it made a a transition which is completely undocumented.
1: Yeah. There's no. Okay. Yeah. Uh,
0: and perhaps that transition occurred in Wisconsin. We're not sure. <laughs> We're not sure. We can't.
1: Undocumented. Yeah. Yeah.
0: But dibs from uh knucklebones from Dibstones, uh um, yeah. a game uh that evolved into meaning uh mine.
1: Yeah.
0: I, you know, I could see that for sure. You could see it, yeah, but you just can't taste it.
1: Can't prove it. No. No, nope. can't prove it.
0: Um you can prove what is a one comfortable mattress.
1: Yeah.
2: Allswell believes in the power of a good night's sleep for all. Their products feature innovative technology and unbelievable comfort and support without deflating your wallet. Combining the best of both worlds, the Allswell features hybrid mattress technology with memory foam and individually wrapped coils for a winning blend of comfort and support. Follow the link in the show notes for financing as low as 0%, a 100-night risk-free trial, free shipping and returns, and a 10-year limited warranty, designed to make good sleep accessible to all. Real luxury unreal prices allswellhome.com whole nine yards is sponsored by big science music Big Science Music is a can-and-one-show award-winning original music and sound boutique, providing scoring, sound design, radio, podcast, and audio post-production services for the advertising, film, and video industries. Big Science Music also offers ADR, casting, and project management. Big Science Music's reels, full capabilities, and more can be found at BigScienceMusic.com. That's BigScienceMusic.com.
0: So, yeah, all those things. Plus more. If you act now. Yeah, we'll throw, throw get, in. Uh, <laughs> nice. We should sign something. Yeah, nobody wants that.
1: Yeah, I don't have a really good signature. i got to be honest, Like since I've probably stopped using like handwriting, my signature's pretty bad.
0: Well, my signature's always the same, but it was always a squiggly line. I'm not saying mine wasn't a
1: squiggly line. It's like even worse, though. I'm like, oh, this is troublesome you know if you it turns out if you don't use it you may in fact lose it
0: yeah <laughs>
1: <laughs> season 3
0: season 3
1: yeah so uh,
0: coming back at it
1: i'm coming at you and what can i do to get you into this car <laughs> let me tell you it's uh it's perfectly fine and it's definitely not a lemon
0: oh lemon Lemon, like like a, yeah, like a bad car use lemon. We lemon, right? We it, it
1: has become yes these days bad car. I would say a bad device even now. You know, a blender. I got a lemon. Maybe I think <laughs> mostly cars, which is why I started us off with a car. But uh, yeah, you could use it.
0: <laughs> yeah, I for other
1: got, stuff. Yeah. So a lemon in this context, is uh, worthless, non-functioning, repeatedly
0: troublesome.
1: Right? It,
0: I mean, that's true. Yeah. But, uh, what? I know the song, you know, he, he suggests that the, the lemon tree is pretty and the lemon blossoms bl- sweet, sweet, but yeah. the fruit <laughs> of the poor lemon yeah, is impossible, to, impossible eat. to eat. Right. But it's still a great, very useful fruit.
1: It is a very useful fruit. It adds very, it adds, I mean, it, at a time in early history, it would be known as a spice almost, you know, a flavoring of, uh, you know, yeah. lemon. Yes. Yeah. But I mean, as you touched upon, it's so difficult to eat with, with the bitterness and, and all. And all. <laughs> uh, early ish in print, 1912. Just the papers were mentioning him as the $11,000 lemon. Someone failing at something expensively. I think it was a baseball. This is a baseball quote. Yep, pitching in pinch. Referring to a pitcher.
0: Man, $11,000. This was
1: early on. Yeah. Uh, 1931, Morning Post. I sold five lemons for 210 pounds, said a witness. Lemon was a term used in the trade for secondhand cars of little value. Is defined in the Morning Post. 1930. So we're getting the word in quotes and defined specifically for a car. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. By 1930. By 1930s, exactly. So it has a little bit of a journey uh, before that. The earliest imprint, which I'm going to come back to that. Because <laughs> um, I, 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 I feel, you know, again, there's no evidence. So who are we? We're just two guys talking.
0: Yeah. But sometimes, like we say, you're like, Meh. Yeah, you put, you, you put some things together. Put some stuff together. And you go, were you people sleeping out here? Look at this. But again, we're
1: wrong because we don't have proof. So technically, you know what I mean? We are incorrect in our, in our jump to conclusions, Matt, because we can't prove it, even if it's like right there. Anyway. Yeah, and, and
0: that's, and Sorry. this is the... Can, uh, right Don't get me started No, I don't want to I don't want
1: to get you started <laughs> yeah. This one really seems Like it has a, th- a few thoughts A few different ideas So like we, like you started off With a beautiful poem uh, A lemon leaves you With a sour taste in your mouth Maybe like you would have In your mouth After you purchased something That wasn't functional Wait, that's a poem? No, I'm singing the poem you said. The, the lyrics you were reciting earlier yeah. about the lemon being better. Although you and were tough gonna to give eat. us a lemon poem. No, no, you started us off. How can I? How can I? Uh, you know, go after that. Oh right, 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 right. I did see that it may have come through mid 19th century uh, criminal slang. People used the word lemon to stand in for sucker or rube. You know, loser. A dim person easily taken advantage of. Oh, really? And it, and this is again. It it has been suggested that this latter use uh, stems from the idea that this it is it, it's easy to suck or squeeze the juice out of such a person, but you don't want to suck. Not you don't. I mean, lemon juice is lemon juice. It's fine. You can you can suck it out if you want. But well, you if know you can put some
0: sucre with it, something. Yeah. But
1: so I mean, it was it it was a, a, a mid nineteenth century term. Meaning sucker. Wow. That lemon, pigeon, rube, which I like better than lemon. Um, some people will throw some William Shakespeare theories at you because it comes up in Love Labor's Lost, Love's Labor's Lost, sorry. Um, but not in a context of, of anything that it doesn't carry weight with it, I think. Like, so, you know what I mean? They're talking about gifts that someone received. It's really just like they're, people are at a party and, um, it sounds like someone is like kind of shouting out trivia questions. They're like, Guess what this is? Guess what that is? It's a gift. What do you think the gift is? Someone says a nutmeg. Someone else says a lemon. Well, nutmeg at this time would be very valuable. You know, a lemon at this time may not be as valuable, but it's not in the context of, you know, oh, they got me a lemon. It's just like we're at a party guessing. It's a guessing game. Right. So I I'm not gonna say that it's from Shakespeare. I don't think that's you know, because, yeah, uh, you know what I mean? Yeah, I don't like it. Yeah, so we're going to just mention that. I mean, he gets a, enough credit for
0: enough things. This a lot of stuff. is a real shoehorn from me.
1: Yeah, I mean, they go on with the lemon. The lemon becomes a lemon with clove in it, and then, which I learned today, or the other day, uh, a clove and lemon is uh, Shakespearean slang for a vulva.
0: Holy So, so it gets
1: any. So they toss that into this, you know, That's part of this this back and forth, and then the party moves on, and they start asking questions about other stuff. Uh, Anyway, so I am going to say what my my theory is. I am going to go. I am going. We're going to nineteen oh nine. Okay. All right. Saturday Evening Post, Philadelphia. (laughs) Quote: The wheel goes around. Wherever the little indicator at the point of the pin stops, there is your prize or your lemon. What does that sound like to you, Jay? The wheel wheel goes goes around. Yeah, and maybe you have a prize. Or maybe you see a lemon.
2: What?
0: What is that? Does that maybe start? I go around? Maybe not. No, you, you're you're at a thing. You're doing yeah, it. Yeah. Oh, it's a it's that that thing you pull the uh, the arm, the right? one arm bandit. Exactly. Thing. Slot machines. Slot machine. Right. Yes.
1: So that quote is. One of the earliest of this imprint. There's a few other sister phrases that we'll touch upon too. But uh, this, how
0: old did that game?
1: 1909. See, this is this is where we get into the. Uh, you know, I'm just talking, just tossing out ideas because uh, the slot machines really just become more popular like right before that a few years before and i'm not going to say that it's it just seems like such a fast time for it to take off in that sense you know what i mean but if they are so broad and they really do appear to a lot of people they would understand the reference it's just it's such a short period of time it's like two or three years i think before the when slot machines hit before the lemon phrase kind of pops up in that print in that print 1909 uh, it's not really idiom it's kind of a literal usage of it right yeah so it doesn't it does make sense in that in that way like we're not to the idiom yet but we are at like here's a practical use of this term lemon but no one is saying that this is from the slot machines and i don't understand why in England, they were actually called fruit machines, and still are called fruit machines because they were fruits, you know, oh, cherries. Oh, you, right, exactly. you want cherries? Right, exactly. You want cherries? Right, cherries, cherries, cherries. But you got lemons, and that's not gonna pay out or whatever. Uh, the the fruit machines was these are all like ways around. You don't win money; you win cherries. Gonna, and this
0: is just, um, yeah,
1: you know, it's not, we're not giving you money, right? But you know,
0: yeah, you buy the cup; the beer is free. Right, exactly, <laughs> so you y- y- it's sweet or sour, yeah, right, mm-hmm. we didn't really mean to make the lemon such a terrible thing there it's just you know you want sweet
1: it's just right in in the scope of fruits, if you're gonna pick several, you might not pick lemon first, even if might you not. have a if you have a buffet of fruit ahead of you, right um. So this is the same time, like right around there. And uh, unfortunately, in 1906, this other phrase "got handed a lemon" is is also in, I guess, circulation. <laughs> um, it seems like it started in boxing, um, but more of the like you got a a bad run. That's what I wanted. Really? Yeah. Wow. I said rub. Yeah, bad. You, know, you got a bad run. Like you you didn't have a great. You didn't have a great match. You you got handed a lemon on that one, pal. You know?
0: You got handed a lemon. It's like,
1: they're trying to give you that, but, like, literally, you would hand boxers lemons to, like, squirt in their mouth to, like, re, you know, get them back in, get them back in the game a little bit. Oh, wake them up. Right. Effervescence. Right, exactly. That little bit of sour, that little bit of punch is going to bring you back around. And so this this got handed a lemon in 1906 predates like late 1800s with the boxing so it starts again in the literal kind of sense where they're literally handling on the lemon and having them squirt in there you know it just doesn't uh, that one doesn't uh, get there for me either and i saw some other people mentioning the gold rush where you would try to like pan off fake gold like hey that's not gold that's
0: just a lemon <laughs> Right. Yeah, I'm stuck uh, on the pan off. No, I mean, thank you, the, thank and they you. And I use that with Why the, thank you? You know I mean, why thank you? I can't. Why thank you? There's just so much going on. Why thank you? Yeah. <laughs> <I> just, <laughs> but, but it was pawn off, and then it's actually palm off right. as
1: we learn. Sure. Right. <laughs> it's like the the best uh, that people can come to agree on is me. Like Maybe it's you know you you think you're buying an orange. And you, you ended up with a lemon. Someone handed you a bag with the citrus fruit in it. Uh, you thought it was it was this thing, but it's this other citrus fruit. It's a little bit sour. Yeah. Uh, uh, you know, or and some people have said it's uh, maybe it's the face you make when you bite into a lemon. So it's so unpleasant. You make the puckery face. <laughs> <sighs> uh. Uh, it's tough. I don't think it was Shakespeare related. No. I'm going to go with slot machines.
0: I like slot machines. It just seems so right there,
1: you know? Like the lemon. You got a lemon. Oh, darn it. I don't want a lemon.
0: If slot machines are wrong, I don't want to be right. (laughs) Exactly. Uh, So, yeah. A lemon. Well, that's not nothing. No. No. See, this combination sometimes works. Yeah. You know, because you have so many different categories of stuff.
1: Yeah, we're not overlapping. Not at all. No. No overlap.
0: So good then. I have highfalutin. (laughs) Nice. Yeah, nice. Let's let's just investigate highfalutin for a second. Uh, Okay. Let's do that. Of course means pompous, arrogant, haughty, pretentious, or excessively ornate, or Mm. bombastic.
1: Okay.
0: Yeah. Someone who affects a highfalutin manner. (laughs) Yeah. So there's that. Bombastic. Bombastic. Yeah. So I'm going to skip around on this one because it... It takes a it takes a journey and also um leaves you wondering something or something else. But there again it's the nature of uh of etymology. hmm So there there's a lot of people mm-hmm. that, that think it comes from Hoity Toity.
1: Yeah, I was gonna okay.
0: Uh, hoity Toity. Yeah. Uh oh. Uh, but, I mean, how? Highfalutin? There's I know, and even I mean the h, okay. Uh, and 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 its ancestor is is Hoyt, Hoyt. Uh, which is Hoyt in old English to romp inelegantly. So it does sort of have a uh, you know a yeah. sarcastic use to it. Uh, you're calling something fancy, but you're really meaning you're not fancy. Not fancy.
1: Hoity-toity.
0: Yeah. And some oh of God. the other things that, that you encounter when you're exploring this these sort of idioms and mannerisms are, um, you know, here's one we never think about is, well, la-di-da. <laughs> Does anyone <laughs> ever say that to you? Um, yeah. I'm sure I've said that. Yeah. Like, it's like, wow, man, really? And we get what they're meaning. Yeah. But we don't think twice, like, why? why are you saying that? Will you stop? But... We don't think about Bloody
1: it. Bloody frickin' da. Yeah.
0: Yeah, sure. But apparently, you know, it, it's it's a, a British uh, sort of disdain for a posh affectation. And so it, it's just like a um, no words, but but sounding out how they feel like the hoity people sound with their English, you know? Okay. (laughs) And they do it with three little two letter syllables. So, um, that seems efficient. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So it sort of brings you back down here. Okay. Sorry. Yeah, I know. All right. I'll take the shirt off. Um, They're uh, getting back to highfalutin, though. Yeah. So yeah. one one thing to keep in mind: there is never a G in it. It is not highfalutin. Oh, oh, it's falutin. Highfalutin. But does high have a G in it? Well, we're gonna get to that. That's right. that's a crucial part of the yeah. Uh, yeah. So highfalutin. Falutin. We see in in the United States in the mid eighteen hundreds. You know, it it started popping up, and it it meant. Uh, along with some of sister phrases uh, that poked fun at the uh, snobby upper class, stuffed shirt, or stuck up, mm-hmm. and you know it, it it came it came out right around then, you know, like uh, high and mighty. There are a lot of wacky attempts to nail down where it came from. Some people, and I don't, I don't want to name names, <laughs> want to say it's the instrument flute, fluting, high fluting, <laughs> as to suggest that that's what a fancy person's voice sounds like to a non-fancy person.
1: Uh-huh.
0: I protest that idea. Yeah.
1: Unsatisfying. Oh man, yeah. I'm gonna kind of guess who, but I'm just gonna let it go.
0: Yeah, you gotta, <laughs>
1: otherwise, it'll
0: really eat at you. But, but one really nice idea that's on the table is an existing idiom from the 1600s. We have examples of it all the way through and in, 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 in the 18th century, everywhere. Sentiments which are occasionally too high-flown and overstrained. Mm -hmm. So high-flown was used, and it meant exaggerated or elevated. Mm -hmm. Nice and easy. It's going to be so easy to jump from high-flown to high-falutin. Not so hard, not so bad, not so difficult. I like it okay. I like it okay. Mm. R- uh, Random House Historical Dictionary of American Slang that we have out there in our library mm-hmm. is is one such citation that calls for this them highfalutin chaps. Although uh, there's yeah there's a g in there, but they didn't mean that. Um, and and they suggest that it is from high flown, but it's just a suggestion. <laughs> well, it says probably uses the word probably. Yeah, probably. Um, but it is from everything that we have American and not from one area. It, it was sort of a shotgun smattered about the country. It just popped up. Now, another, uh, from our collection, uh, Houghton slang dictionary. Uh, and this is also a 19th century book. I didn't check the date. Um, highfalutin and, and we should note these these are all H-I-G-H-F-A-L-U-T-E-N.
1: Oh, I thought two L's, too. Okay. Uh,
0: well, <laughs> oh, well, there's, no. no, there's a lot of attempts to spell it. Since it's not a real word, right. people just spell it how it sounds to them. And right. we know how that game is played. F-A-L-O-O-T-I-N. There's that. I mean, anything you could think of that sure. kind of sounds like it, they got it. But Houghton... Wants to say that there's a word, a Dutch word, verluten, and that verluten kind of meant a pompous speech and could be construed in the, in a similar way. Uh, they want to mm-hmm. say that somehow verluten uh, made its way into London and then <laughs> I don't know if it got in high verluten, then skipped across into the United States on a flight and. There were no flights. <laughs> this is mid-1800s.
1: Yeah, no, you're you're coming by boat. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And then, you know, it was misheard, and then the V turned into an F. Huh. I mean, this could have happened. That's not... I mean,
1: that's... Because you're saying mid-1800s. Yeah. Just like, you know, immigrants coming... Uh, yeah, okay, I'm just trying to get a timeline together. Yeah. yeah.
0: Get out of here with the high verlooting. Yeah. I don't know. I mean... Uh, so, anyway... <laughs> Uh yeah, verlutin was it did it yeah. mm, uh, we don't know. Huh. That's that so you got high flown.
1: Yeah.
0: And you got ver- verlutin. Yeah. And keeping in mind, you know, words like verlutin and and and, and, and well, high flown, it's not an ing, it's not a high polluting because yeah. falute is nothing. Right. So you can't be out there in the field polluting. <laughs> Because it's not right. a word. I'm not, I'm
1: not a falute using it, yeah, right? I'm
0: right. And yet the word first showed up as a, like an E-N or an O-N oh, on could, the end yeah. of it. So okay. no one was trying to say it was an ing ever. So that also lends, lends credence to the idea oh. that it came from a word that was not an I-N-G. and No one was trying to make it one. Yeah. Although there are a few people that put a G on it, but they were just yeah. wrong. Some more knuckleheady ideas about it were that sure somewhere in nineteenth century two or three people in the armed forces may have suggested that some of the brown nosy cadets were maybe a little high saluting. High saluting. I'm not making this up. That's gonna be it, isn't it? And that they <laughs> <laughs> I want to go back to the flute one. <laughs> <laughs> I'd rather the flute yeah, right. than this. So no, I say no to that. I don't know. It's just someone trying to make a name for themselves. So that's that's their right, but they're really in our way here. But but here, just when you think, okay, we got this. Uh, there's another nugget, which many you see. This is this is where I go sometimes at the end, where I'll go. Mm-hmm. Let's let's really consult our friend. The internet, mm-hmm. and when you do, you you risk um well, you risk a lot.
1: Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's and, that's scary out there, guys.
0: And thanks so much. But but you know the, it, there's there's stuff. Yeah. So on a number of cases, it is cited this that this word exists. <laughs> I'm going to give it to you. Okay. It's a Yiddish word, an old. Yiddish word Called Haifalutun. <laughs> it's really hard to say But I got its spelling Okay And I have Several of its spellings So This Word In Yiddish Means Pretty much Exactly oh. What highfalutin means yeah. Sort of like A fake Heirs You know A, yeah. a fake Class Or um, Hottishness You know <laughs> Is that okay to say? No,
1: I just, I like the word, haughty is a great word. Sure. Yeah,
0: sure. Uh, Okay. And so this would have had to make it also on a boat ride. Yeah. um, From uh, Jewish neighborhoods near Liverpool to the United States and then show up. The United States would have put a GH in it because it has, it's just H-I-F-E-L, yada, yada. Mm -hmm. So, but that. Is that's fine. That makes yeah. perfect sense. Yeah. Here's the part that I don't like. I then consult all the Yiddish to English or Yiddish dictionaries, just, just plain Yiddish dictionaries or yeah. Yiddish uh translators uh-huh. also. Yeah. That I can find. Yeah, yeah. And I can't find it. Oh. So the uh many <laughs> swear it's a word. Mm-hmm. Uh, which would have meant it, you know, it made that journey that I described. Yeah. But I I can't say that somebody on the internet didn't just make that up. And yeah. then five other uh, reference places copied it copied as they it. love to do. They do. So you pick your poison there.
1: Huh. Well, I was on board with that one, but now I'm not as much
0: on uh, board. Where the where the Dutch one... It's uh, interesting. The Dutch one makes a decent amount of sense.
1: Yeah
0: also has to make a journey that some uh you know etymologists don't like the idea of a word making that journey but i don't i don't know why it couldn't when does it show up in print 19 highfalutin yeah or was it 1850 what was it yeah 1800s um, 1800s i think that's right? i think it's possible i yeah. like it more than than high flown yeah <laughs> Although, you know, high flown was in use and, and meant a lot of the same thing. And it's also uh, the verlutin and the high flown might have combined to be high, yeah, high verlutin, yeah. high falutin. Yeah. But this is, this is one that we don't have uh, a, an absolute path on. But I'm not going with the high saluting. <laughs> And a couple others. I'm going
1: with the fluting. High fluting.
0: But we try not to be no. highfalutin' here and like to hear from everybody, everybody. out yeah. there. Everybody. I hope that you'll contact us on Instagram and Reddit and Twitter. Twitter. Whole Nine Yards Pod. I oh, reversed us today. That's all right. Or on Facebook, Mimi. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Whole Nine Yards Podcast. Meta. Yeah.
2: Hold on, yeah, it's podcast. Yeah,
0: and uh, tell us if you enjoy us or hope we stop. <laughs> Either, yeah. One. Yeah. Either one, yeah.
1: <laughs> or thoughts? Yeah. yeah. Any words you'd like? Maybe categories you have in mind? Or <laughs> categories
0: we missed? Uh, if anyone has a uh, reference on that Yiddish word, yeah, that'd be nice. Hit us up. Yeah, and everything is wonderful.
1: Everything. Oh crap! Yeah. I'm Jay, and I'm Ray, and we we're are not idiots. idioms.
2: Whole 9 Yards is written, recorded and produced by Big Science Pods. Learn more at whole9yards.org or contact Whole 9 Yards by emailing heyu at whole9yards.org. That's heyu at whole 9 yardsorg That's number 9 yardsorg Whole 9 Yards theme music composed by Big Science Music.